Good morning, my wonderful, beautiful people. This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you hear this episode, it will be December 22nd. Time is flying by, you guys. I hope you've gotten some value out of the podcast the last few weeks. Today, I'm going to be talking to you guys about reality. Are you accepting reality? And this was in a book that I've been reading called Boundaries with Kids by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And it's amazing because... Number one, when I was growing up, I didn't learn anything about boundaries. I didn't even know what boundaries were. We had no boundaries in my, in my household. Nobody knew what they were in control of and what they were not in control of. And I learned at a very young age that learned, there's a learned behavior that I, you know, in order for me to have peace, I had to be more cautious of other people and what they needed and how they felt. And um, I was never taught how to you know, cultivate what I needed, distinguish myself from another person. And that really hinged on a lot of those, a lot of those things I didn't learn growing up were really the sources of the current problems I was having as an adult. But before we get into it, you guys, let's go ahead and pray. And let's just talk about this whole idea of reality. Ah, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that you give us the ability to accept reality. You give us the ingredients that we need to do that. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you give us aha moments. You give us new perspectives. You help us, Lord, to get out of the holes of shame. You help us, Lord, to overcome the barriers and the, the, you know, just the walls that we've set up in our lives to protect ourselves. You help us, Lord, to, you know, take those walls down, break down the strongholds, Lord, that don't serve us so we can move forward into the good plans you have for us. Plans to prosper us, not to harm us, but to give us hope in the future. Help us, Lord, to be courageous enough to look at the things that are stopping us in our life and that we would look to you for what we need and that we would be able to be empowered by your spirit, to walk in the authority you've given to us, to take a risk on the good things you've put inside of us, the skills, the talents, the passions, the the, the visions, the dreams, the desires, the good things you've put in us, Lord. Let us see, let us commit ourselves to you, Lord. And that we would be able to recognize those things you put in us, those good things. And you would help us, Lord, to overcome the things that are getting in our way. And help us, Lord, to do that by just the basis of establishing reality in our lives. And so we love you, Lord. We thank you for this time, guiding us this conversation. And just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So I was reading something today, you guys. And I just want to share it with you really, really quick. This was in, again, Boundaries with Kids by Dr. Henry, Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. So this is what it says. He's talking about, you know, um, helping our children learn as far as what they have power over and what they don't. And it says, so, okay, they adapt to reality, which is the definition of mental health, rather than demanding that reality adapt to them, which is the definition of mental illness. So we want our children to adapt to reality. So he says, adapting to reality is the definition of mental health rather than demanding that reality adapt to them which is the definition of mental illness think about that you guys think about how these days we have a group and generation of people I'm not just saying children younger generations I'm talking about people that are in high places that have positions like doctors, 
government positions, people who are making decisions for the masses. How many of them are encouraging people to adapt to them rather than demanding that we adapt to reality? Right? What I mean is, can we adapt to, can, are we learning to adapt to reality or are we demanding that reality adapt to them? Come on, you guys. Do we not see this going on today? And it's, it's really crazy because if we don't understand reality in the context of life and what that looks like, right? The reality of your life, the consequences of your behaviors and actions, right? If you can't learn to adapt to that, think about the sense of power and control that you will not have as an individual, you know, and if we don't have a sense of power and control in our lives, who have we given that to? Who have we given our authority to if we can't recognize the reality of our lives, again, the consequences of our choices, good consequences, bad consequences, our attitudes, our behaviors, the the fruit of the things that we do. If we can't adjust to that, how are you going to lose power over your life? What's power? Power is your ability to affect change. What kind of good changes do you want to make in your life? Sometimes, well, not sometimes, the only way you are going to make positive changes in in your life is you being able to discern where you are making choices that you're not happy with. That's a reality for you. And, you know, we're not giving ourselves a sense to do that anymore. It's like now we are demanding the environment change to us. Well, how does that work in your relationship with God? Think about how this is, you know, intersecting, intervening with people's ability to see God because we don't orient. Things are not supposed to orient to us. And why is that? We don't know everything, you guys. We're not born all knowing. We're very limited in that way. And so therefore we have to be careful of the things that we subject ourselves to and the people that or the things that need to adjust for us because they could be done in complete ignorance on our behalf the only one we should ever be orienting orienting ourselves to number one is god himself right he's the ultimate reality and the only way that we can come to terms with accepting the reality that he is 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 accepting our reality as far as who we are what we need establishing ourselves in that type of way and once we do that then we can receive and respect the reality of God in our lives and it's no longer this clash between you and him you know you expecting God to be a certain way to you when the truth is he created us and he knows the function to what he created us for and the, the just the simplicity of us being born with absolutely nothing you guys when we're born into this world we're not born all knowing we're at the mercy of whoever pushed us out of the womb right in the environment that we are in that's not in our control you know our parents are supposed to be taking care of us and doing those things now obviously there's the fall operating right in in the lives of every single person you know the lack of knowledge of God that was handed down 
you know, some of the knowledge that we have doesn't serve a purpose for anything except for just to look a certain way, right? You know, certain people live by certain rules to have to look and perceived reputation, but it's not really who they are. Some people live in a false reality that way, right? Because they can't handle the difficulty and the emotional toll that it takes when you realize you're not who you think you are, right? But that's part of reality. If we don't accept the reality as far as our limitations and what we can and can't do and how that affects us, it's going to affect how we operate in the rest of our lives. We can't stay stuck in shame, blame, condemnation, especially as Christians. Christ came to take that away. You know, and, and here's the other thing too. When you find yourself stuck in fear, like Adam did, you know, transgressed the knowledge of God, or even, even just transgressing any type of system that's been set in place for you to validate yourself or to be, that's how, you know, sort of like, this is how you know that you're one of us, right? You know how your family has certain rules or whatever, and you know, you abide by those rules, but what happens if you break them, right? What are the consequences? You have, to, you have to know that there's always going to be somebody there for you, despite what you do, right? And that's the beauty of having God in your life, you know, through Christ, is he, he met you. He'll meet you right where you're at, just like you met Adam. Hey, where'd you go? We have to get comfortable with that side of God. Yes, there, there's the reality of you and, okay, I'm not all-knowing. I mess up. I make mistakes. I'm lacking. And being able to accept yourself in that way with grace so you can accept what God wants to give to you. It's very humbling, you know, when you think about it, being a human. <laughs> but anyway, you guys, I just wanted to discuss that a little bit this morning. Are you able to adapt to reality, which is the definition of mental health, rather than demanding that reality adapt to you? Are you doing that right now? Do you have mental health or mental illness based upon that definition? I was just like, wow, that's really good stuff. Are you adapting to reality, which is the definition of mental health? You know, and, and even before, and even in the kingdom, you can apply this, right? Adapting to God, adapting to the reality of him being present. And how do you recognize that, right? How do you know that you need God? People need to be able to look at themselves and figure out who they are, what they need. And that's the other thing I want to bring up this morning. I'll try to do this really quick. I was, I was thinking about how... You know, reality. What is reality? Well, reality is truth, but reality has to be grounded in the fact of, you know, the truth of God and then the truth of who you are, what you need, what your thoughts are. Reality isn't you thinking you know what someone else is thinking or doing. That's not reality. It becomes reality if they tell you. Now, reality can also be demonstrated through somebody's behaviors and actions, right? You know how you're not supposed to always just listen to what people say, but watch what they do and how they behave. That is also a form of reality as well. How people behave and, and, and talk in that way. I'm not going to say talk. I'm going to say behave. And the actions that come from the words that they speak. That is also a form of reality. But ultimately, you have to be very comfortable within yourself and adapting to the reality of your own thoughts, your attitudes, your perceptions, your beliefs, your feelings, you. Because that's the only thing you have control over. You only have control over your thoughts, your actions, your attitudes, your opinions, which is based upon what you believe, which you guys, we're going to be doing some podcasts on that. I'm going to say in the next couple weeks, you guys, I'm going to talk to you about how beliefs are formed. But if you don't understand this whole thing with reality, 
and what reality is and what you're responsible for and being able to establish this, how do you know that the things you believe are even true? If you are not able to discern reality from the get, does that make sense? Do you realize how much your ability to accept reality and know what reality is, is going to determine how you think and believe and make decisions? So you have to have this skill. You have to know, you have to be able to adapt to reality so you can grow and mature and make sure you're not doing it on, on the falseness, right? False reality, which is you thinking what you know what someone else is thinking or doing. Well, not doing, people will tell you about their actions. But you get what I'm saying? You ever, you ever been around somebody who assumes what they think someone is thinking instead of asking? That's not truth, right? And so we have to get comfortable with establishing is what I'm thinking and believing true? Is this what they said? Is this what God said? Is this what I think? Establish what you think, what you feel, what your attitudes are. Get yourself established in all of those things, right? What your limits are, what you can and can't do, what you have power over, what you don't. Do it, do it and do it soberly in this way. Put yourself down, you know, write yourself on a piece of paper and try to do it. Do it without judging yourself, condemning yourself, shaming yourself. And if you realize as you evaluate yourself in this way and establishing the reality of who you are in terms of your thoughts, your emotions, your skills, your talents, your attitudes, your feelings, what you want, what you need, what you don't want, what you don't need, you have to be able to do that, you know, as a whole person. Because once you start bringing shame into the equation and fear, you know, that usually stems from you, you know, um, believing that believing that what you're doing is wrong based upon you trying to live by someone else's expectations or someone else's reality. And this is why we got to orient ourselves to the Lord, because you can get stuck underneath, you know, the bondage of, of traditions of men and, and following other people, you know, or get stuck being enslaved to them without even knowing it, if you need something from them. But anyway, you guys, I've gone long enough about this. Are you accepting reality in the context of your life? Have you established the reality of you, what you think, you know, within your own self, your own personhood, self-control? You guys, that is the fruit of the spirit. How can you demonstrate self-control if you don't know what you're in control of? This is so important, you guys. This is foundational for us to be able to walk in our God-given authority and express our full maturity as people. So anyway, you guys, that's all I have for you for the rest of the day. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, you guys have an awesome Christmas, by the way. And, um, you know, I hope it's a, a, a great time hanging out with your family, friends, watch some great Christmas movies like Home Alone. That's my favorite. I also like all the claymations like uh, Rudolph, Frosty the Snowman, the real classic stuff. I, I used to watch that with my mom and dad when I was a kid. So there's like this nostalgia to it for me. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. A happy New Year. Actually, I think I'll be back on here. I'll be back December 29th. And uh, so we'll have another conversation before the end of the year. But you guys, thank you for all your support. I hope you have an awesome rest of the day. And I will talk to you guys next week.